Alright everyone, welcome to the next episode of Irish Iron. Uh, today I have a junior competitor, ex-junior competitor now, yeah. Mark Hodson. Uh, me and Mark go on, uh, go back, oh god, about three years now at this point. Yeah, three years we competed when we were both, it was my last year as junior. Um, and I got bet by both, both times by himself. Second and third, both times. And, uh, yeah, how are you doing in the lockdown, Mark? Any, any, how are we yeah. doing? Yeah, uh, I'm on the same as everybody else, just kind of taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Um, everyone's in the same position, you know what I mean? It'll, hopefully things will start to clear up soon. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just kind of staying productive and keeping busy until everything blows over. Do you still have Do you still have access to a gym nearby or something to train in? Or? Luckily, yeah, I I I'm still able to train at the moment, so I'm yeah. less that way. But um, yeah, unfortunately, I am yeah. Yeah, see, I mean, like for ninety percent of the population, it's definitely a case of what I've been telling people is unless you are able, like at our level anyway, unless you're able to access some form of training or resistance training, be it the bare minimum of a bench, and I'd even say 140 kilos of weight, yeah. you're not really going to be growing. So I was like, look, if you've held muscle for a long time, which we have, um, and then just clean everything up a little bit, maintain a bit of cardio, you'll hold on to most of the muscle for a good few months anyway. Um, yeah, so, once you're... You know? Once you're doing... Once you're still eating right, and I suppose once you're stimulating it in some way, yeah, you know what I mean. You will maintain kind of the base of what you have. Yeah. Um, and man, most people could deal with the breakaway from training. You know what I mean? A month isn't going to harm a lot of people, uh, because when they get back, they're going to be like beginners. You know what I mean? The body's going to be fresh, ready to respond. So I think I think like I have a feeling as well. They're going to shut down. I I don't think the October shows will go ahead just based on prep time for some people i don't think it's it'll be a case of will they be allowed i'm sure things will be up and running but unless the gym's open to the public within the next two months like that's not really enough time for people to get ready for the well it is but it would be it wouldn't be as yeah you know yeah i can't see i can't see any shows that before christmas anyway this year oh I'd say spring will be packed up. I mean, I had a few clients. I know you had a few clients. You had um, the one I was paying attention to was Angelo. He looked very good until uh, yeah, show got yeah. And I I knew I know he was a bit heartbroken. Um, and then he said he wasn't going to do it again. And I was like, you know what? I fully understand his side of it too. Yeah. Um, what, what like as a junior? Because you 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 I stopped three years ago I hopped into the open um but you when we competed um your first we'll go back to your first show you won the spring nationals was it in your first show the spring classic um in 2016 that was my first one so April 2016 that was my first um my first show done the junior class and I think I was 19 I think I, I was just just turned 20 the week before Oh shit! Um, young, yeah. And then, yeah, I, I won, I won that the fourth show. Who are you against? Um, is there anyone of who kept 
who was competing with us. In it. Yeah, there was a couple of a couple of good guys in it. There was um, Anthony McCarthy. Oh yeah, yeah. Anthony yeah. McCarthy. I know. Um, yeah. Um, Ian Ian Keown, is that his name? I think he's from Waterford or something. Okay. He was really good. Yeah. Um. So there's like Aaron Aaron Walsh as well. Yes. Um. Ben Ben Davidson or something. I think his name was. There was a few. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Paul Kernan as well. Yeah, there's a few good guys. Yeah, but the funny thing is, it's like, like you're, 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 like I'm probably, you may echo my sentiments with this. Now, when I competed when I was 18, um, there was four callouts in the class. There was 20 something juniors in both shows, and that oh. was under 21s then as well. So it was still. This is back in 2013. So there was 20 something. Um, I think the oldest guys were 21. I was 18. Um, and then the next week, big class. It was a big class, but then it was under 23. So you had, um, the like ironically, the guys who won it. Um, all the top two guys, all the top three guys, bar Kevin Byrne, are gone. I, a Shane came fourth. He wasn't even a top three junior that year. Um, and then he went on to be pro, but. I think when we competed, there was a good few. There was a, there was like fifth, twelve of us. There was a good few of us. Anyway. It was a good class, yeah, yeah. It was a good class. Um, there was in Nab, it was a good class, and then in the RBF, there, there wasn't many. There a few dropped off. I think Jesse Morn was meant to do it with us. I have him on a Wednesday, um, and then he stepped. Through. Did you? You never competed with Jesse, did you? Like or no? Um, Jesse, Je- Jesus, Jesse Morn, no. Hang on a second. Um, you think he was the year before me? Yeah. Um, he was been competing, and then when I I was competing, he he stopped. I think. Okay, because I know he came second. He wasn't too happy, and then he stepped away a bit. Terrible. I think Wait. I was at the, I was actually at that show. Okay. Watching it. Yeah. It was a Christian who won that year in 2015, or was that the? Uh, I th- no, I think it was um, it was Jay Robinson, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. At Nava. Yeah. Oh, that was Nava. Okay. I yeah, was I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the the show I was watching the first show I ever went to was Nava two thousand and fifteen. Okay. And um, Christian actually um went into I think the week before he had won. Tiny. <laughs> I think the week before he had um won the juniors at RBBF. Yeah. And then then he jumped into an one of the classes then. Yeah. The juniors, I think, was um, in the top three was Jay Robinson. Maybe it wasn't Jesse actually. I think it was Jay Robinson, Cav Bourne, and I think Jesse came fourth. There was another foreign guy, okay. um, big guy. I forget. I don't know his name. I, I actually, he was he was very good. Yeah. Do you feel though, like with the juniors, like I don't think it's I don't think the standards nest well. I'm gonna phrase this very carefully. This is just my opinion on it. When I competed, I knew the only way I was getting bet was condition, which is exactly what happened. Because you, like everyone who was ahead of me, including yourself, was Colin was out of his mind, peeled. You were peeled. Oh. Um, but then I found, I found like, like you won last year. It was, it was like, I remember watching the video of you. You were all emotional and teared up and everything about it. But there was only, was it bittersweet for you? Because I knew... As a competitor, as the man you are, 
you're very competitive. You want everyone to be at their best. I personally didn't think those guys were at their best. I like this is I love I'm friends with them, but they didn't bring it. Um, you bought it, so I was thinking in my head like, would Mark be happy with the win, knowing that these guys weren't at their A game? Like what? Like, like the guys. The guys were good, you know what I mean? But yeah. regardless of who was there, I still wouldn't be happy in any way because fair enough, you're happy after the show, you've yeah. won whatever. But that's just, that's in the past then. You know, a week later, that's done. That's finished. You know, yeah. you know like, you know what I mean? No one remembers that. It's over. And all you think, you just think of think the next show then. Yeah. So fair enough, you won. Big deal. It doesn't, it doesn't really mean much, to be honest, because... You just look back and just kind of think, look at your flaws and then work on them to improve for the next time. Does that make sense? So, yeah, it's like, yeah, you're happy when it happens. Um, regardless of who was there, you're happy to get, you can only be what's in front of you. I was happy to get the win. And the guys were good. Um, it was a, a Michael St. Ledger, I think, from um, Cork. You look good, it man. Was Joey. Before. Joey as well. Yeah. Um, Kai McGrath. Um, where are a few good guys. Yeah, my only issue with Kai at Naba, um, I've never seen someone around our age group with shoulders like that. And I'm kind of like, if I'm spotting that, and then I remember Locke and Tommy, because Kai didn't place in Naba, um, um, my Dan Dan Lenehan won it. Oh, um, yeah. He Very was good. just peeled. He was just peeled. He was outweighed yeah. by a lot. But I remember the week he decided the week before, so I wasn't. He he just went in and won it. But I remember like Tommy and Locke were talking to Kai, and I felt bad for the guy because they were going on about his shoulders. Now, obviously, I'm not going to call it like spades a spade. Like if a body part looks funky, you're going to be marked down on it. But I mean, at least I know when I was that age as a junior, I wasn't even thinking about certain things like that. I mean, I was so focused on just getting the basics done and it paid off I mean you know kind of but I'm just thinking do you think like I wouldn't I think there's less competitors in the class so I think overall I do think it's becoming diluted I don't think there's enough guys pushing each other that, that's my own take yeah. so. compared to like you said compared to a few years ago like you said when there was what 23 in your class or something um, yeah there's not now in saying that, um, the I've, the biggest show I was in, there was I think there was twenty five competitors. That was over at Body Power, um, so they were big classes. You know what I mean? So I think it's only kind of in Ireland, maybe it's a uh, like there's still quality there, but just the quantity isn't anymore. There's not there's nowhere near as many competitors as a few years ago. Yeah, like I think you would agree with that as well. No, I'd agree with you one hundred percent. Like I think by by her process of elimination, like the the good guys are always gonna win it. But the problem is the good guys will only look so good when they own like like you're always gonna respect like a competitor who let's say there's a class of eight, okay? I mean, at least you have some comparison then. So there's it's not just the best guy, the best top two and then the rest, you would have enough competitors that you could make accurate comparisons. Yeah. Now, like, I mean, at least in Raw, 
I mean, there's a lot of juniors competitors, like they're just not doing junior bodybuilding. They're all doing, um, they're doing physique, a classic. And I'm like, would you not step your foot into the realm of junior level bodybuilding? Yeah. Give it a I, go. To be honest, man, I, I just leave people to do what they're doing. Yeah. I don't really focus on, on what people are doing too much. Like, um, I understand what you're saying, but I just, I find if I just worry about what other people are doing, it takes away from what I'm focused on myself. Yeah. Get me? So I'd rather just, I'd rather just kind of ignore everyone else and just do what I like set out for the goals that I want. You get me? I don't really mind what, what other people, are, what, what classes they're doing or what shows are doing or anything. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm, I see, I was the, I was the opposite for so long. I was the opposite for years. I would uh, be focused on what other people thought, and it would lead me. It led me to slack a little bit. Um, like I've no shame in saying that. Um, and I got my ass whooped at the end. Then when I hopped into the open, so um, at the end of the day, I think like guys like yourself and the young guys who do focus on themselves, and no matter what class, they're gonna bring quality into it. Um, yeah. cream will always rise like I'm sure you know a good few people who competed with yourself they stepped away from the game be it health emotions or mental health or whatever um, I think there's like oh, 20% of the guys would be the, like 80% yeah. gone man it's, it's crazy to be honest like, like, every, like since I started like every year I hear people just people always say to me like like, I wonder when he's going to drop off. I wonder, like, you know, when he, when he's, like, it's only, like, it's only a short-term thing. Like, I, he won't be here in a year or two. Yeah. And, like, I've, I've heard it every year. I've heard it. And I continue to hear it. And um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going anywhere. I love, yeah. I love this. You know what I mean? It's, um, I, yeah, a lot of people do drop off. And because most people do, everyone expects everyone else to drop off. But, um, like you said, like, the ones who who kind of love it will will always will always be there. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Did you have many clients getting ready for the shows? Like you, you for people listening, yeah. Mark's a full time, full time now, at this point. Personal yeah. trainer. Full time yeah. personal trainer. Out of online, I do online coaching as well. Deadly. Um, yeah. I had five getting ready for spring. Okay. Which was uh, which was huge. I was really looking forward to that. Obviously, because I wasn't competing, I wasn't competing this year myself as well. So, um, I was really looking forward to kind of that was like you know that was my focus, you know. So I was looking forward to it, but unfortunately, obviously, um, I couldn't go to plan. Yeah. Did you have like what classes were they doing? Was it all over the place? Or um, yeah, there was a few. There was um, men's physique, juniors. Then um, I had a guy who was going to do classic. Um, so there was I had more immense physique as well. So there was a few. I didn't have um any like big big bodybuilders, you know what I mean? Like in the open heavyweight classes or anything, but now that's cool, man. No, I had one junior getting ready for October and I was so excited. I was like, we're gonna get you absolutely peeled and just like blow people away with condition. He was like worried about being not having size. And I was like, it's junior bodybuilding. Like if you come yeah. in condition, you'll 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 you place respectively anyway. Um unless like someone like Giovanni comes along, which there isn't. 
well, yeah. she does Wally, but um, yeah, Wally's um, yeah, me and Wally are good friends. He's a he's crazy, crazy. Yeah. I'm like, forget. I don't think people, I don't think people realize like, um, what he's like until like they actually see him in person. Or like, if people can actually like, if people can witness him training, like I've been lucky enough to to be a trainer partner for a long time and yeah. if people could witness it man it's it's something special to watch yeah i laugh because i remember i trained with him and it was me and aaron um uh, aaron o'neill cuba uh wherever he's gone off to these days i think he's on yeah but i remember we trained with him and like we'd be in and out 45 minutes to an hour like relatively high like high intensity i wouldn't be a volume guy at all not for not for back. Anymore. I've always found hitting back. Just get the angles in and hit it hard. And he was in yeah. there doing four plates, like going up the reps as the weight goes up. And I was like, okay, um, this guy has like just those genetics. I tell you a funny story. Yeah, he um the, the first time I trained with him was I think it was an animal barbell. Um, the first time right we trained push so it was chest dominance and we changed we trained and he just his volume just wants to keep going keep going keep going and i i trained kind of i did train at the time kind of low, low volume mm. um and i was like look if someone if someone tells me like do this set uh, i'm not gonna say no, no you know no. what i mean there's not a chance if someone tells me do something i'm doing it so i just he just kept on throwing weight on and doing sets and i was like right let's go we just just do it when I woke up the next morning, I'd never felt Dom's like in my life in my chest. I was so sore. And then I went, we were training legs or something the next day. And um, he came in, he was like, man, I'm so sore. He was like, really? He was like, I could train chest again today. He just, it, his recovery is ridiculous. He could just do so much volume, so much weight, and he just recovers so, so fast. Genetic, genetics are ridiculous. Made for doing what he's doing. And Made, what and he's, he's born nat- for it. natural too, as yeah. far as I'm aware, which is crazy. And I'd believe it. I'd believe. I know. It. I know he is. Yeah, yeah. But based on like, I've had friends. Like, I'm not going to name them, but I had one friend who was so like he was saying, "Oh, I have proof," and I was like, "What proof?" Like, I know Wally firsthand. I've seen how he trains. Um, he's pure but that goes. He's instinctive. That, that goes back to the, as well. Like, who fucking cares what other people are doing? Yeah, you get me. Just. I don't understand why people would be so focused on if he is or not. Just yeah. leave him to do what he's doing. Focus on yourself. What I found, it's not the bodybuilders um, who tend to say it. It would always be the friends of. So I have a few training partners. They wouldn't be competitors. So they would always ask. They'd be more curious. Whereas you and me wouldn't pay it any heed. I mean, True, yeah. unless what people do or take or train, like unless I'm friends with them and training with them um people can do what they want but it's always the outsiders who don't understand yeah. they assume, yeah true they always assume and i get it i 100 get it i mean when i was 15 getting into the sport i didn't have a clue what it was i mean my parents used to think i was taking speed going to the gym because i was so energetic <laughs> but it's like it's outsiders don't get it so like, i think they re- they think that like, obviously, at that age, when they're looking in from the outside, they think, like, it's all that. You know what I mean? They think that's what it, what it is. And they couldn't be further wrong. 
And I think when they get into it, then they realise that. You know what I mean? That it's not not the case. No, I think it's like if you're if you're going to do well in it. Like I found training with guys who are either genetically better than me. It, I've actually found training with them doesn't really pay me any heed. Just based like this, this is a complete. This doesn't count a few people, but I've trained with some very genetically superior guys, and it's not yeah. training because to get where they've gotten, it it hasn't really been um a struggle physically for them. But when I've trained with people like yourself or um people who have put the graft in, um like Connor McGee or oh god who was it I trained with Tommy Tommy ruined me for a week yeah with training so I'm like you know I'd rather train with people who um have had to work in some form to get to where they are even if they don't yeah. have to week like it doesn't matter I mean some of the guys at the bottom end of the scale are the ones who train very hard they just don't respond yeah so, yeah man like I know I've below average genetics, um, and you know, I, I always, I always use this example. Say like, I would put like one hundred and ten percent into this, like into every aspect of it, and like there's guys who would put maybe forty, fifty percent in, and they're still gonna be better than me, yeah. and it's just the way it is. Like I, can't, I can't do anything about that, but that's not gonna stop me from pushing on, from my love of it. Yeah. You get me? I know. I know that I'm, I'm, I don't have the genetics. I'm not going to reach their level. But uh, again, it comes back to I don't care. I just care about what I'm doing and kind of my love for it and where I'm going. Does that make sense? Like for, for someone for someone with poor genetics like myself, like it's just a long game. It's consistency. Like the like it's ten, fifteen years. Just patience, patience, patience. You get me? And I think when when you learn that from a young age it becomes a lot easier because yeah. you're not kind of chasing, like, uh, I have to, you see, like, people nowadays want to turn pro within a year. Do you know what I mean? It Just play the long game and be patient. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me because I was talking to Vinny. I was talking to Christian and I was talking to a few guys um, who've, who've won the national titles and turned pro. And I remember I said to Vinny, um, because he showed me he was pro um, back in 2013. He had the email. And I remember he said, like, the only reason he got it, he, he, I respect Vinny so much based on the fact that he worked up gradually. So he, at the yeah. end of the week, he got him top seven in pro shows. Like, um, I find it quite, I, I feel, don't feel bad for Vinny at all. He's obviously very happy. He loves doing what he's doing. But I was oh, like, yeah. there are people in Ireland going, He's the first pro, the first male pro, and he plays seventh and tenth in pro shows. In it's unreal, yeah, unreal. I mean, when Jessica Kavanagh she came second in her first show. I mean, fair play to her and everything, but she's she's grafted as well, man. She fair play. The like, amount of shows she's lost as well. It's yeah. just showing up again and again and again, and eventually, you know, yeah. it comes to you. I think I think it's even harder in a sense, like. I can't imagine doing a class like bikini or, you know, um, classic physique, which are so unbelievably stacked. Like, I mean, like, yeah. like, like, I mean, we've been very lucky in that 
our classes, we kind of have a rough idea. Like even at the PCA finals, man, there was only, oh, geez, um, eight, um, I think there was nine of us. Yeah, there was nine of us. So I was like, the finals only had nine competitors. So I guess it's a good thing that only nine competitors were there because they were red hot. Um, yeah. Well, the guy, like, and I was just like, there's that end of it. But then the other end of it was like, um, there wasn't as much comparisons. I was kind of like, I got into the first call out, got pushed back into the second one. I was like, you know, if there was like more competitors, it would have been a bit more fun. But yeah, then, I know what you mean, yeah. And if you're a professional and you're turned pro in one of those, like I'd be, I'd be like, it's a tough one. I mean, you have to be so good to actually perform in those. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you can literally like, you see pros going out into shows like, and they get looked at for 10, 15 seconds and then they will put it back again. Yeah. And that's it. You've, you've prepped four months to have 15 seconds of being looked at. You know? It, it is. It's, it's, it's the game, Rim. Like. It is. It is. But like, and what I think, what I think is good though, um, with these new pro qualifiers and stuff, I think it really does weed out, like, I mean, like, you're going to get pros, of course, but, I mean, the good pros are still going to win the shows. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it, it's like the people who are winning are still going to win. It's just becoming, there's going to be more third and four call-outs. You know what I mean? Yeah. More people in the show. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win. Yeah, so, true, yeah. Like, like getting that pro card two years early could be a bad thing. I mean, you wouldn't be ready. I mean... Yeah, like, I I actually hear of, of people turning down their pro cards. Yeah. Um, like, do you, do you remember the guy who won his uh, pro card at Muscle Contest? Was it last year? Or the year before? The big, um, big bald guy. The, yeah. the foreign fella. Um, do you remember him, no? No, I do. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he had... He had won his pro card a couple of times before that, and he didn't yeah. take it. He mm. won the Europeans overall in yeah. 2015, I think. Yeah. Like, being smart, he was like, I'm not ready to be a pro. I'm not ready to compete with the big guys. Yeah. Um, and then he left it, and now he's now he is competing at the Olympia because he was patient like that. Yeah. Was it your man um, who won last year or the year before? There was only two shows, so. Uh, it, was, it was last year. Four, yeah. Oh yeah, it was last yeah, year. Yeah. No, no, you can tell looking at him though, like he was ready. He was ready. Oh. Like he had that physique, where he was like, ah, uh, he was ninety four kilos on stage at like five yeah. foot three. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was like just dense. But, crazy. And then the guy who came second in the pro show was the guy who won it the year before. So I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it it's it's a weird one. I mean, like I mean. Ian McGarry was in that final call out. The other guys yeah. were, I think it was one Spanish, one Israeli. Um, but even at that, like me and Ian had this discussion and he was like, I just want to win a national title. Because he knows, he said it was great to compare with the pro, but he knew he wasn't going to win it. Like, I mean, when you're at that level, it's like getting to compare is, I would, I would be delighted to compare to somebody just to see what it's like. Like, I wouldn't even... Yeah. But I mean, like, with your, with your goals, like, you're done a junior, you're taking a few years off. Uh, yeah. 
you're just going to come back and do NABA, do the RBBF, or just look. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, like I'm not going. Like I'm one of these who's going to go for one of these pro qualifiers. It's not a chance. I'm I, I'm not delusional. I know I'm nowhere near good enough, and I won't be for years and years and years. Do you get me? So yeah, um, I'll probably come back and do do what do nationals. Um, jump in the open class and see where see how it plays out. It's going to be a few years, though. I need, I need to put the size on. If you're, I was going to say, if you want to do in, two, do in 2021 with me, that would be good crack. Like it'd be, I reckon it will be 2022, man, honestly. Um, I, need to, I need to grow. I really do. Yeah. See, I'm... I, Think like, of it. I'm, you're six foot two. Well, yeah, exactly. You're like, it's not like... Like, my... Like, you... Like, I, I have friends. You know my friend, um, Anthony Donahue. Like, he's a big bodybuilding fan. He, like... Yeah to me to every show he's a good friend like he says he messages like a few of the guys including yourself and I remember he was telling me like oh Mark's a big boy isn't he he's, yeah no he's a big he's a big con but then I realised like how much do you weigh you're like 110 120 on stage I was 100 at the moment I'm about 121 yeah and I'm like you know like 121 is how big um, an open class bodybuilder would be on stage. On stage, exactly. So, like it's really proportionate. I mean, the yeah. only I can think of your height too as a pro would be, like, you have Morgan Ast. I mean, I know he's around six four. Yeah. You have Jamie Joe Hal. He's he's a big boy. He's six oh. six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him in but, um, I saw him yeah. in season mode. I saw him at the PCA finals, and I was just looking at him. Didn't go up to him. I was just looking at him like I've never seen anything like that. Like maybe Darius here would be the closest thing, but like just that mass and height. So I'm like, when you fill out that frame a little bit more, yeah, people can't deny it. I mean, like a big guy will always look. A big guy will always get picked over a short guy if they're both neck and neck. I mean, definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You're you're right there, but like you said, it, it it does take a lot longer, um. So it's just patience. Yeah, it's just kind of consistent doing the same thing year after year, and um, just just waiting, man. Just working and just kind of working, working your way up the ranks and seeing seeing what happens. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, look, you can't tell who's going to come into shows and who's going to compete against you. I mean, you'll know true your circle of friends and stuff but I mean even when I did the Ireland oh god I didn't even know I only knew Billy Byrne was doing it that was yeah. it I mean and then like like I'd but that was it the other guys I know I know uh, David Kyo is a is a regular on the shows and I know Paul Hannigan's is a good competitor too he's, he's one yeah. of the guys and then um I can't even remember who came. Uh, that was it. There was only four of us. But then, I mean, in the whole show, I mean, like, there was only like four to five people in each class anyway. I mean, I think it's always going to be the same kind of guys. Like, you're always going to have a good idea of who's there and who's not. Yes. In the NABA, in the RBBF, it's always the same kind of crew. So. Yeah, especially nowadays, man. Like you said, there's not, there's not, there's not much quantity there. No. It is just the same people. So. But the good thing is, I mean, like, with the juniors, the junior bodybuilders really want to go into the open. I mean, I did it. You're going to be doing it. 
uh, Christian did. All the guys who are winning shows are they're all juniors. They've all won junior titles. Again, but that goes to show it's the it's the ones who are have been consistent over the past ten years. One hundred percent. I mean, like like the likes of Christian. Like if you look at like Christian ten years ago to now, it's night mind blown. Yeah. Day and I'm like I went to school and I'm, and I used to walk like he was three years ahead of me, and like he was big. He wasn't like I didn't know what I was looking at because I didn't know what a good bodybuilder was. But I had one friend. I I it was my exposure to bodybuilding was Christian. There was one guy in my local gym by the name of Aaron Power who competed at. 16 years old, Paul Byrne had him ready to go to the Worlds and Universe, and he was going to be on, like he was being fronted as the face of the uh, future bodybuilding, and he pulled out, hasn't competed since. Uh, yeah. But that that was it, that was my exposure. So like, I like with yourself, like when you started training, did you start training in a bodybuilding gym, or what was your exposure like? To Honestly, when I started training, um, like bodybuilding wise and stuff, I uh, I didn't even have social media. I there wasn't many bodybuilders in my gym. Um, I didn't follow the sport or anything. Okay. But um, I still wanted to to compete. You know what I mean? And the yeah. first kind of ex- there was there was I think there was the first exposure I had was there was two bodybuilders in, in my gym. It was I trained in in Ben in Ben Dunn. Yeah. And um, one of them was a masters competitor at the time. He was he was good. He was always paid. That was mine. Another one was Stephen Dunn. Oh shit! Um, Stephen Dunn. <laughs> so yeah. Stephen Stephen Dunn was we kind of prepped for my first show together. That's kind of what gave me the little push in the end. But the kind of the guy is obviously the first show I was at was Nabbit 2015, and I just remember I don't think he even knows this. I haven't I haven't said it to him before. But I just remember saying Christian, and I knew he won the juniors the week before, and I was like. Fuck me. So that that was kind of my standard like for conditioning and stuff. I think that's why um kind of people noticed me from a conditioning in my first show because I I saw creation and in my head if I wasn't like close to that, I was fat. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't close to that, but it, but still that was kind of yeah. my aim just to be conditioned because <clears throat> it was just that's so what that was kind of my introduction was was Christian. The first person I saw, and he was a, a junior at the time as well. So, yeah, I mean, talking about conditioning and juniors, um, like I always find the top, the top guys will always, will always be in condition generally. I mean, you were, as I said, like for listeners who don't realize, like the guy who bet us, Colin. I don't, I'm not sure even like when Colin did PCA Galway, I was talking to him for months up towards that show. And I remember he was like, oh, we'll go train and get some food. He didn't tell me he was competing. Just did Yeah. And then he ended Yeah, man, up, I've... Um, he ended up... I've a lot of, yeah, I have a lot of respect for Colin. He's... Uh, I remember I remember standing backstage at Nava. And um, I was like, I was feeling confident. I was, I was feeling good. I was like, great, let's go. Uh, and then he, he stripped off. Yeah. And I just went... I think I looked at you and I was like, game yeah. over. I was like, I was like, I may as well go home. I was, was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I was like, oh, okay, he bought it. But the good, that's the thing though. I mean, like I had literally no ill will 
um, lose in, in that situation because I was like, I, I was conditioning. Conditioning's my dark horse. It's like it's like I have an issue with um, there's there's a few things. It's it's when we competed, that was my best conditioning um, on my own. Um, I didn't really fuck it up for IBBF. I thought I was pretty close. Um, obviously, Giovanni leapfrogged over to both of us and yeah, um, won that, which was a shocker. But like again, I can see why looking back. You um, made a lot of progress. A, a big, big jump in what a week or two. Oh fuck! Like night a day. Concept. Like, like I trained with him. I trained with him every week. Um, for the first prep, and part of the no, I, I trained with him for the majority of the preps in 2019. He was in his off season, and he's just so responsive to what he does. Yeah. Um, and Shane has kind of found, he's working with Shane Cullen. And Shane had yeah. said to me, I asked him, is it hard to train genetic guys like that who obviously are so responsive? Oh, I actually watched it in the podcast. I was listening to it, yeah. And what he said was, you have to be ready for the fact that you're going to have to hold them in position. It's like they get ready so fast early. You have to get them in that position. Whereas with um, myself and yourself, I'm sure it's more of a case with, it's like you want to be ready two weeks early or something and just hold it. But yeah, with those guys, it's like they're going to be ready a lot faster. I, I, I'd say it's a mental game for them anyway. Yeah. But yourself coming in condition, um, you always bought it. I don't think I've seen you off. Now, when you competed, like you've done uh, the two shows with me, you did the ones you did. You've competed abroad multiple times. So, what so I've done, I've done um, Spring Classic 2016, yes. um, NAVA 2017, and RBF 2017. Oh. Um, then I went to Europeans in 2018. Yes. Then, what was it? Jesus, what else did I do? Was it the Arnolds? Did you do the Arnolds? I, 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 went, to, I went to Europeans and then I, I, done, I done Body Power. Um, oh, in 2018 as well, and then I joined the Arnolds and Nationals then last year. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, I came in the two two shows. I came in completely off. Where Naba 2017 yeah. and um, Arnolds. Okay, makes so me sick so, looking back. Why? Why did you? Why did you think you were off? I mean, like, were you? Were you off in your mind, or were you? Uh, I just, yeah, I just, I kind, of, I know the standard. I can, kind of like see what I looked like at what I looked like at nationals. I should have looked like at the Arnolds. Okay, I guess you know what I mean. In my head, like, I just kind of, I know what I want to look like and what I need to look like, and. Yeah, kind of when I fall short of that, I just know. I like I knew walking into both of them shows, like I was like, yeah. didn't even want to get on stage. You know, I just you're, knew that. Yeah, I mean, you're a bigger person, so I mean, imagine like I'd imagine like, like for the all like we'll talk about training and nutrition and all that for a bit. So you're a bigger person, so obviously the food you eat. Like I looked at your mark. I remember you told me it's like it's not far off what I would be pushing when I push it. But do you find it's more the training that's done the work, like as opposed to like enough calories to grow 
I think just forcing yourself to grow with the training as opposed to consuming just junk. You know what I mean? Like just yeah, um, like boats. Like people say it's all fields. People like it's boats. You know what I mean? You can you can eat as much as you want. It's clean. You can have your diet spot on, but unless you are actually going into the gym, like saying to yourself, like I need to improve here. I need to get better. Like I, if you don't go in with that mindset, nothing's gonna change. Yeah. Regardless of what you're eating. Yeah. So if you go in and spin your wheels and go through the motions, um, you're only going to get so far. Yeah. You know, and you'll see, you see the, the people who do go in and treat kind of every session as if like, as if it's their last, it shows. So like, kind of the first person that would come to my mind is Conor McGee. Um, when, you, when, you think of so, when you think of like someone that goes in and gives everything, you know what I mean? And, and it does show. Yeah. Um, so it's just he's yeah, one, training. He's a big boy, like, and I knew him back when he wasn't. So I was like, for him to grow from his old physique to his new physique, a lot of time, yeah. a lot of food, a lot of hours. I mean, time, food, and training. Like, there's, there's food and training. It comes in hand in hand. I think people, people get caught, so caught up nowadays in different training styles and different methods and different splits. Yeah, that they don't realize that. Unless you're training hard, none of it matters. Yeah. I mean, I had Ross Byrne on earlier on the podcast. And he's... Yeah, um, I listened to it as well, yeah. Yeah. Now, what I found very interesting, like, I came out of that, okay? I went into it, like, um, I understand where he was coming from 100%. Would I train like that? Admit, I, take, I, I do take aspects of it. I mean, I, I do certain things similar. But I do think everyone's so different. It's it. But there's a fine line, like in my head, there's a there's such you can easily mistake. Like like you could think like one way of training is best for you because you enjoy it and find it easy. Yeah. But in a lot of cases, it's the shitty training that, not that you dread, but it, you have to. It's not easy. That's the kind yeah. of training that, that will force a response. I mean, I could do, like, I mean, at least on my end anyway, um, I mean, I, I used to do high, high volume. I'd be in the gym for, fuck, two and a half hours easily. And, like, I'd come out of it and I'd be like, I don't feel like I did it for two and a half hours. And I cut it in, in, in half, incorporated stuff that Ross does, incorporated stuff that Christian does, and then added my own bits. And I was like, okay, this works. But do you think like a lot of guys coming up, they did have a misconception about you, you need to try different forms of training. I mean Yeah. Um Yeah, I think I think Ross doesn't have his own kind of form. I think people kind of see bands and stuff and they think oh he trains a certain way, but like I think what he does is he just picks exercises that he knows works for him. And then he takes them all the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not, I'm kind of like, I'd be smart in my training as well. As in, I, like, I know exactly what works for me. You know what I mean? I know, like, if I do a certain exercise, I'm, I know I'm not going to feel it. Or, so, like, all my training is structured around, structured around exercises that I've learned hit, hit, hit a spot just, just right. You know what I mean? There's no point in doing exercises that 
um, kind of don't don't suit your mechanics or the way you're built. Yeah. And everyone's mechanics are different, so everything's every exercise is going to feel different for different yeah. people. Like I mean, one of the things I was so stubborn about for years, I got a pair of knee wraps um when I was twenty, used them twice, put them away, and then as my strength progressively went up I was like you know what I'm going to go back to using some knee wraps and see if it helps with the knee pain when I'm squatting because I know my form and stuff for squatting is okay and then you know took the pain off the patella and everything I was like why the fuck was I so stubborn because it's like it took me five years to finally use them and I could have like do you feel like like you're very much um, finding what works for you. Do you, do, you, do you think because you're on your own, you're not, you're, you're, you're doing your own thing. You're yeah. it's a little, would it take a little bit longer for you? Like in that instance um, to find what works. I mean, like it took me five years for that, but like obviously with yourself, would it be, uh, yeah, like it, obviously, it did. obviously like what I've done kind of up until this point, it all has worked, but then I just kind of take, take bits along the way and be like, right, this doesn't feel good anymore. That needs to go. You know what I mean? So it doesn't necessarily take, it hasn't, it hasn't taken long to kind of find out what works because things do work and sometimes, like, after a while they don't and you just bring, bring something else in, you know what I mean? Um, but, like, going back to, like, what you said about your knees, like, would you not look at why your knees were hurting in the first place? Yeah, I, I did. Get me? why I know why now and it was I used to get deep tissue work pretty regularly and I have I had knee injury when I was 17 like I tore a few things in my knee ironically um when my strength and when everything's at full blast and everything's going well I tend to have no pain when all the training is even so if I'm not training my hamstrings overly or like if i'm training everything in equality again yeah there's no pain i find when i'm neglecting a body part that's when the overcompensation comes in yeah like like i would know at least on my end if i was training somebody now i would look at their body mechanics and i would at least see what their movement patterns are like and just the basics and Asked them how did I feel, but coming up, I didn't have any of that. I mean, it was literally it took me years. To yeah, I, I think um, one of one of the things that I would have like I've learned a lot so far. Yeah. Um, kind of by doing things myself, but one of the things that if I was to kind of go back, or if I was to advise anyone younger now, would be to invest in coach a coach on the way. Yeah. Uh, so I wish I, I wish I'd done it earlier because um it just saves so much waste of time. Yeah. I mean I mean you've done it yourself, but have you taken the input from other guys? Like would you would you um, like, take I've it? actually I've I've been I was I was working with Jordan Peters before. Oh, okay. Good. Um for about for about six months. Um and then I was coached for European 2017. Okay. By by JJ Dunn. Oh, deadly. Um, yeah. But everything else, I, everything else I've done myself. I have a coach yeah. now, but um, 
which I just I just started with, but everything else was was myself up until this point. Okay, who are you working with now? Uh, I'm with Patrick Thor. Oh, deadly! So you and Christian have the same coach, Savage. Yeah, Pat, Patrick Craig. Yeah. a very very like. Um, I looked at Christian, and I remember he told me, and I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." And I was like, "He was like, why?" It's like the look you have. It's very like full and tight. I mean, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't get his athletes out of shape. So whatever he's doing, yeah, it's definitely the training though. It's like it's so you. Oh man, it, so the training is um like obviously I'm I'm a low volume person. Yeah. Um, you like and you. it's it's completely different to training. I've never trained like this before in my life. Yeah, um, completely like, torn on its head. Walk, walk through like let's say we're doing um chest. What would it kind of be for chest? Like just a rough rough idea for the listeners. Like so. At the moment, like for chest, like I I normally hit chest, like I do four walking sets twice a week. Bear with us, guys. Mark just seems to be out of connection there for one second. And I'll just pause the recording until he comes back on. Jesus, man. No, you're grand. I I just paused it anyway, so. Yeah, oh, grand, perfect. It's all, good. it's all good. Yeah, no, no. So the training, like, it's obviously, like, from what I've been told, the way he trains people, it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, t- a lot of time under tempo and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a lot of them. Um, like, so he, he makes it very intense. So that's his main thing. He wants to train as intense as possible. Okay. So, um, like, he wants just because he has more sets and kind of strict rest times and rest pause sets etc like yeah. he still wants a heavy yeah. so it's different like i it's it's taxing the past few weeks have been taxing so far um but i'm looking forward to seeing kind of how the body responds to it and um yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm open to learn you know what i mean so i'm like i went to him because i i wanted to learn i wanted a new approach i wanted yeah. someone to take the reins and um, like you said is that leads have a completely different look it's very unique um, and I just, yeah, I just, I said, go for it. Um, I actually said to to Christian, I, I was training with Christian a few months ago when I said, uh, I told him I was going to go with Patrick and Christian actually um, knew Patrick from years back as well. Yeah. So that's how, how uh, he, he said as well, he was like, I was thinking the same thing. He was like, um, he's great. So I think, like you said, he has that un- unique look to his clients. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. It, it feels good to kind of have someone, um, taking the reins, so I can just focus on my clients now, and I don't have to worry about myself at all. Savage. I mean, the worst thing I did. Well, like I mean, look, my experience with being coached is a weird one. It's like, Chris can help me. Um, for my first year, um, did my junior, uh, did my second outing as a junior myself. Um, and then I did the first open class in that off season with Christian as well. Um, and then I eventually went to Tommy for the last little bit, and then I'm kind of doing my own thing now. But I'm training with Niall Kinsler, and basically using him as a second eye. So I just run everything at him, and yeah, like like he would do a few things I wouldn't do training wise. Like I wouldn't do. 
you wouldn't train exactly the same, but um, it's it's intense enough. Uh, but the diet is very nice and basic. Like I do my own off season stuff. I just run it through. Um, yeah. But like I found, like, like I mean, my experience with Christian was great. Um, but like he would be the first one to tell me, and to tell you, and we'd agree on this. Like it was a friend helping a friend because he wasn't a full time coach. He had a family, a baby, and a full time job. Um, it was like he did the best he could, but it was a weird one. And then personal life getting in the way as well. On my end. Everything needs to be going well for that coach-client relationship to work. I think it's like the coach needs to be a fully invested coach. I think it needs to be their job for them to be able to do it properly. Um, so I think when me and Christian did as well as we did the first show around, it was great. But then on my end, I know I could have done better. So I think like there is the responsibility of a client to give all the feedback. I mean, like if you're not yeah. telling a coach how you're feeling, what you're, I will always ask somebody, why are you doing this? Um, just, just for curiosity's sake, because if they can't, if a coach can't explain why they're telling you to do certain things, uh, it's not a good thing. Like, I mean, like, I mean, you, you'd know that from firsthand experience being a coach. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I always say to clients like I I actually love people ask like why are we doing this? Like if I change something, why did you do that? Yeah. Like, I want to I want to teach people kind of my methods on what I'm doing as I'm doing it, and not just to kind of give them the plan and just say do that. I want them to kind of I explain things, but then I, I say if you if there's any more questions about anything that we're changing, anything that we're doing. I want them to ask because I want them to learn along the way as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I prepped, um, I prepped two men physique guys, um, in 20, I think it was like 2018 and 2019. There was two different bouts. Um, one actually didn't have it with myself. Uh, but the problem was with them, neither of them were giving me the feedback at all. So I remember like as a coach, I had, it was trying to get like water out of a stone. I'd be on their backs just trying to get the necessary information. And then it turned out neither of them, um, I think it gets to the point, look, a client will work, absolutely. But I think it's different when dealing with somebody who's competing because if they don't really want to be in shape, I mean, it gets, it's as basic as if, if you don't want to suffer, you're not going to be ready. Um, yeah, you have to, you have to want to. Um, and it has to again be. every every you have to realize as well that everyone's different and not everyone would have the same drive as as you maybe or the same discipline yeah. so like it's not just if somebody if somebody doesn't have that same drive or same like kind of robot mode they can go into as a coach it's not our job to kind of criticize that no. it's to work around it's to work around them and to kind of see what's going to work for them, yeah, no you know, what I mean? rather 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 than criticize what they're doing, yeah, you're bang on, you're bang on. Um, I, I did I did line for me like I like going ahead. I learned from this anyway. And I said going ahead. My only my only I only have a few criteria for people who want to compete. 
with myself and it's literally the basic stuff it's like do you you i say i tell them it's gonna get hard it's gonna get difficult you're going to have to be accept that it's your choice to do it there's no shame in dropping out if you want to drop out but just tell that's all i tell because i think what happened in the past was these two guys they're like they're love like one of them is a lovely lad i've known him years the other guy was a, um, a gym uh just a regular guy in the gym and he wanted to do it um for the social media side of it more so i looking back on it um and i gave him a fairly basic diet you know did it to his body you know the 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 the, the whole bmi thing i i did a few variations on it it was great it went well up until about halfway and then i realized as a competitor I remember telling Christian, I remember telling him, um, geez, it was like 12 weeks out from the October shows that I just wanted to do the rest myself. Could have been earlier, but because I told him, we're still really good friends. Um, yeah. But I think it's just a client has to be able to tell the coach if they don't really have the fire or they have issues with what you're telling them, just tell them. And you can work around it or you can let them go, depending on if it's worth their while to. It has to be a mutually beneficial agreement because it is such yeah. a taxing thing to prep. It, it's it's like yeah, I mean, taxing. You have to be, there has to be honesty. You have to be honest with each other. And as well, like sometimes a coach and the client just may may not be the right fit. Like so you can't take a personal if, if a client leaves you. Um or sometimes if you're a coach, like you just you have to tell clients that like it's just not working. You know what I mean? It's you know what I mean they, they could be better off going with somebody else just because you don't click on that level. Um so yeah man like sometimes that like when someone leaves as well it's it's not because you're a bad coach or anything. Sometimes they just need somebody else they just need a new approach or they just feel that, that their time which has just kind of come to an end they, they, need, they need to move on yeah I mean with Jordan when you left Jordan like I mean one of the things I've heard <clears throat> is he's just so busy I mean was was that the reason on your end it was just he's just such a busy guy I mean he obviously needs um, uh, I just I just yeah. kind of um, felt like I I got what I could I learned you know what I mean? I learned what I could from him. I just felt like at that time, it just felt right just to move on. I was going through kind of a time a time in my life where I just kind of wanted to focus on, I just didn't want to answer, answer to anyone as well. I just wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. Um. So like that, that was not my hit part. I just kind of, I, I just felt going forward, it just wasn't right one for me. Do you get me? Yeah, I get you, man. I get you. I mean, I mean, I think the problem with high-profile coaches, though, is they can be phenomenal coaches, but you're always like, I, they're always going to be biased towards their best athletes in terms of timing um, and who gets attention. Um, and I think you have to kind of prove it in your own way that you're worth their time as well, even if you are paying them. Yeah. Um, well, I, like when I, it comes to yeah, well, that it's just I just think it's timing. I think if you're an online coach, and you have a ton of clients, and like you have a mix of high profile, low profile, it can be very hard to 
um, balance it. That's really it. Yeah. I mean, um, you do like it. When it comes to like having a coach, like on that aspect, like when I've when I was working with him and stuff, I just I don't want, I don't need someone to like babysit me or be personal with me. Yeah. I just want just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Yeah. You get me like oh there are, there are clients that will need that time and they will need a lot more attention than others. But personally, like I just want just just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I'll come back here next week and I'll check in and I've done I've done everything. Yeah. You get me I don't, like I won't talk to you from one end of the week to the next. I just want to be told what to do. Yeah. I mean like my problem my problem is I don't like being told what to do and then I don't listen when the advice is right. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> That's, being, that's called not you're not that's that's called not being coachable. Yeah, pretty much. I remember, I remember I remember like Christian and me laughed about this. But I remember when I was eighteen years old, um I, I the diet was basically broccoli and cod five times a day with some eggs. Uh but I was cheating on it with aero bars and brown bread and jam. And I still got four And I say Christian wanted to fucking kick kill you. Like But the thing was like it was like it was a weird prep because it was like I was I was getting help with somebody else. It didn't go well. Then I kind of just I go and hold it, man. I was like I was doing three hours of cardio a day. Didn't know what I was doing at eighteen years old and still came forth. So I was like, I'll take it. Um, but but then I I found out the hard way, for sure. This last year anyway was. I'm very coachable at the very end. Like that's when I need it because I know what to do to get the five weeks out. Because every time a five weeks out, I get there, and then I stall. So it's like I need somebody at those last that last little push, to get me over. Cause yeah. I mean that that like I mean with yourself. I mean, would you find you have a sticking point, or do you, do you, do you kind of know? My um, only the only problem I have coming into the show is, um. <laughs> That happens most times, to be honest. I, I come into the show, I get to like two weeks out, everything's perfect, and then I just do stupid shit. Okay. Like, I'm like, I, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be ready, I'd be good yeah. to go, and I'd be like, right, I need to like cut my calories in half, I need to double my cardio to get that bit leaner. Yeah. And because I just think, I think I need to be told to pull back. Yeah. I just think, like, I just think more and more and more, like, I have to keep doing more, I have to yeah. keep pushing, I have to dig myself into a hole. Um, yeah, and I just need someone to. I think, like, I don't. I, I won't coach myself again. Okay, interesting. Not, not a chance. As a bigger Ma- person, no. As a bigger okay. person, I mean, I can. I, I would only assume. Um, like, for if I was your your height, I would say maintaining fullness would probably be the main issue. I mean, with the frame and stuff like that, especially when you're lean. On the that metabolic- comes back to. Hold myself back at the end as well, because if I if I can't hold myself back, I'm I'm gonna, I'm always gonna be flat and on stage. You get me? I get you, man. Yeah, I mean, I have the opposite thing. I can I can be flat and look full. So I'm like, um, when I try to fill up, um, I'm very carb sensitive. I love carbs. I love it, but I I like I don't think people realize, like, I mean, when you're doing enhanced bodybuilding, you can, you don't necessarily, you're not going to lose tissue. That's what those supplements are for, holding tissue. So I found out anyway, doing it myself, was when I went to the extremes of the diet, 
it, it worked very well. But when I tried to introduce some carbs to carb up, that's when I over, over pushed the marks. Yeah. I, Jenny, any, I didn't carb up for the last show and that was the best show. So, and it, I always found it was the, the few days or the last week, um, especially if you're not in, in top condition, there's no need to carb up because you're just going to spill yeah. its fat. I mean, at least you're yeah. in that, at least you're in that position where you're lean enough that even if you do push it with the heavy carbs or, or try to fill out a lot and you spill a little bit, it's it's only going to be water. I mean, that can be fixed, like I suppose the body fat. So uh, yeah, that's just my take. I mean, be ready yeah. early. Be ready. Yeah, I agree definitely. But going um. On the other end, which are off season, and yeah. with the nutrition aspect, would you you would you base a lot of what you do off and um, what Jordan had you doing, or would Patrick be to doing? To be honest, or um, yeah. when I was with when I when I went with Jordan, what it kind of done for me it was it kind of reassured me of what I was doing already. Jamie, yeah. I was kind of I kind of was using that approach already, kind of his approach. And um, it just kind of reassured me that what I was doing kind of would be what he was doing. Yeah. Um, Patrick's a bit different. Um, it's still very basic, but it's, it's a lot of whole clean fuels. Um, no shakes or anything. It's just a lot of meat, a lot of rice, a lot of potatoes, um, very specific timings, etc. But um, again, it's just different methods, man. I, I like learning from yeah. from different people. Um, yeah. It's always, always been a student, I suppose. Yeah, of course. I mean, especially with someone like Patrick, where he's going to be so on top of, like, blood sugar readings and glucometers and all that, like, yeah. all that stuff. I mean, I wouldn't have much um, experience. I'd go by instinct with my blood sugars anyway going by feel and stuff but like i mean it could be very interesting working with somebody that on the ball um and especially being where you are working as a as a trainer and stuff have you found it's been easier to bodybuild um working in the gyms and stuff or um as a band yeah you can kind of work your your own training times, you know what I mean? You you have your set training times, um you have your clients in the morning and then you have your kind of break in the afternoon. That's when you got I go and train. And uh, I don't like training where I work. Um so I actually train somewhere else just because otherwise you'll be in there for, you know, yeah, sixteen hours a day. Like you've no break because so it's it's nice to get out of there and go train somewhere else. Um but yeah, training in the gym and it makes it it makes it very easy. You know what I mean? Um, kind of working things around your meal timings and, um, yeah, it does. I find it makes things a lot easier. Yeah, deadly man. No, because like I mean, that's the main thing. I've been like I'll be hopping straight into it. I mean, I've nothing to lose now at this point. I mean, I'm not working, so I'm actually thinking of me. Like I had Matt Blaze. He was said he was gonna get me into talks with the guys who own FPT, and see if I can start working in one of those. Um, I don't mind. Driving, I don't mind driving to a good facility. You know what I mean. Yeah. I'll never. 
I'll never do like half measures in that end. But no, I think for listeners anyway, I mean like look, the other end of it, um, like I mean, like not a lot of us are like look, you're gonna be getting people in positions where they have set meal times and and and, and set stuff like that. And like I mean, I'm sure at the end of the day, for the average person getting in the food, like as long as it's eaten, just eat it. Yeah. I mean, just make sure it's eaten at the end of the day. And I would even go by weekly. Like, I mean, if you get a good week, because, I mean, you know when you get, like, a good few days, but then you have a few bad days, I mean, just make sure you get each week. That's Man, I just say, I just say one day at a time. Yeah. I always always say, um, literally, man, just just people shouldn't focus on kind of, like, what's going to happen next week or next month or, you know, just focus on what you can do today which is going to make you better for tomorrow that's yeah. going to make you one percent better you know what i mean so what can you do today you can eat all your meals you can train you can get your sleep in you can get your water in you know what i mean simple things man but it's not like for most people it's not so simple but when you break it down like to do that to have that list and just do it today and yeah. then tomorrow you wake up and then just do that list again yeah no, you're absolutely bang on. I mean, because, I mean, I remember when I started out, oh, God, it wasn't deep. I was doing a body. I remember looking back on it. I got a diet from a Flex magazine, and I did it. I did it, like, religiously when I was 16 to 17, and then I realized I wasn't gaining weight because it was a cutting diet, and I was doing that for four months. So it was, like, really lean food, but I was sticking to it. but the main thing yeah. is telling people it's like taking a diabetes, especially with the lockdown. Like, I mean, we can't say what's happening next week because we don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, to, I've been telling, I've been asked, um, I've been asked how to train during this lockdown. And I've been so, I tell people I'm not, but that's just myself. Like, I'd go for two walks, I would do pull ups. I have bands coming, they're shipping out, so I can train, but it's day by day. I mean, like, would you have any advice for people, just reduce food, maybe? That would, that, that'd be my main thing, just reduce food, so you don't get sloppy. At the moment, man, um, yeah, it depends. Like, I, obviously, I would reduce food slightly um, through carbs, maybe, if you can't train to the intensity you have been. Yeah. Um, obviously because you're not going to need that, that that energy because you're not going to be utilising it so um, maybe obviously people are well into the lockdown at this stage so they kind of know what their body is doing so kind of just even keep feeling the same for a few days and kind of see how it reacts see how it goes and then make manipulations from there rather than panicking and just kind of being like oh I'm not training let's just eat less you get me because at the same time you're still trying to maintain muscle so if you just slash your calories like and not be tr- not training, you know, like it's it's not gonna be good either. So it's just not making any rash decisions and just kind of monitoring your weight and your composition as the days go and then yeah. making making little decisions based on that rather than just making big huge just rash decisions. No, you're bang on. You're bang on, especially I mean, unless you're like a genetic anomaly who just holds weight like from doing nothing. Of course, you're going to have to do the bare minimum of making sure there's enough food in the system and stuff like that. I mean, 
Um, I mean, I've dropped about six kilos, but I'm like, it's six kilos. It's not 10. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a small price. And you know what? Like, a, look, everyone's going to be hungry after this. Everyone's going to want to train. Everyone's going to be take advantage of the fact that we're going to be able to live a somewhat normal life as opposed to this. I mean, yeah, that's a blessing in itself, man. I mean, going out for food and stuff and or McDonald's probably on my end anyway. That's like, that's my main thing that I'm sad about, but everything else is fine. But I mean, like, would you, um, like, I mean, with the, like, yeah, I mean, that's the main thing. I mean, just, don't watch the news. That I've been telling people don't watch oh. every day. I mean, don't do that. Don't. So well, I've I've no I've no idea what's happened. I don't know how many people are sick. I've I've no no idea. Yeah. I don't care. I really don't care, man. Um, I'm just focusing on myself. What I can do each day to get better, like business wise. Yeah. Um, obviously training wise, just focus on like little things and using this time to kind of do things that um I may not have had had time to do before this. Yeah, you know, so it's a couple of things that I've that I've wanted to do, um, in regards to kind of improve my business and stuff that I just haven't had the time because I've been with clients and stuff. So now I do have that time yeah. free to work on that now. I kind of set myself up for when we do get back into business. Do you get me? So yeah, no, doing little things like that. I mean, I think like I mean, even with myself, I mean, I've been taking inspiration from, um, the guys who are working in the fitness biz and. Um. Look, I mean, like, I like obviously, I, I, I've said, look, there's three things I can, there's two things I can do. I can put out content, and I can eventually make a website for the content. I mean, with like, will it tie into me working as a trainer? Probably not. I mean, it's a passion project, and at the end of the day, I was like, you remember the Irish Muscle um, videos? Um, and it was like they would interview the top three people at every single show. And they would have like a backdrop, and they, I want to do that at the next batch of shows for people. So I'm and like, that's what that would be a dead. That's what Irish bodybuilding is missing. Yeah, I think it's like 100%. People don't have that. There's a lot of bitching. I mean, I don't do it anymore, but I remember there was so much enmity between different gyms, and I, I don't get it. I'm like, look, a gym's a gym, you know, bodybuilding's bodybuilding. Why can't we all just? get together and i'm not saying be a big happy family but yeah like when you look at the likes of the uk man um it's even it's even it's way more competitive than over here and everyone is friends you know i mean everyone gets on everyone trains together it's you know i mean they want they want each other to progress out of the country forward you know what i mean rather than trying to drag each other down i find no i agree yeah yeah i think uh like over here there is a lot of bitchiness like i said i try not focus on that i try just kind of focus on myself but and you see like i think over here people are even afraid of like putting out content or expressing themselves because of what people will say what people will think like i know personally i know a good few people who are very knowledgeable um more knowledgeable than most people man in this industry and honestly, the only thing holding them back is fear of putting themselves out there, thinking I'm not good enough, thinking what people are going to think. Um, and there's going to be people listening to this as well. Um, maybe that, and they're going to they're going to think the exact same thing. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe that's about me. 
because there's so many people, man, like, um, they, you know yourself, like, there's, there's no, people are just scared to put stuff out there when, in reality, all they're doing is holding themselves back because yeah. they could be getting, like, think if they were in the UK, like, and putting themselves out there, and, like, they could be pushing themselves so far business-wise. 100%. Um, 100%. I mean, on my end of it, I remember um, in 2017, I put out a video, and it was the top five Irish bodybuilders in the country at the time. I got so much funny backlash from that. Like, I got so much keyboard hate and so much people. Like, people I know and you know on a first-time basis. Not well, but, like, um, yeah. I remember there were some pros as well. Like, um, and I remember one per. I'll say Claire McGrath was, like, I remember she had a huge go at me over this. And the reason being was because I didn't name her as a top men's pro because she's not a man and she's not a bodybuilder. It was specifically open class bodybuilding or classic. Um, Didn't make a women's list because I don't have knowledge about it. So she was laying into me and I remember like her whole thing was who the fuck is this guy? Why are people watching his stuff? And then I remember Brian or someone said something and it was like, look, oh, think about it this way. The fact that she's getting riled up and the fact that people are talking about it, it's still my most watched video. So, like, I, I, you're going to get the negative stuff with the yeah. positive stuff. Block the negative stuff because I've never got one negative thing in person. I remember when we yeah. were competing, I was waiting for people to come up. The only people who came up were, like, uh, people who liked it. And I was, like, deadly. Now, it's my yeah. own fault that I stopped pushing it out just because yeah. I didn't have, I did have the time. I just didn't feel it was the right time. But, yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, I mean, personally, like I, I kind of stopped putting out uh, videos on YouTube as well. Uh, yeah, um, I, I will, I will eventually get back into that. Um, but again, man, like you said, like there, there are people who will, who kind of would, would want to do that themselves, but they just, they're just afraid of what people will, will think. Yeah, and like so, like what happens in, in ten years' time when, when, like you're sitting there and you look back and like, you're like. People didn't care in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? So why did why didn't I go and fucking do something that I that I wanted to do just because of what people were thinking? It just doesn't make sense. Man. I think as well, it's not even like social media is a great tool, but I mean the only way that you're gonna prove yourself worthwhile as like to a company is by showing your ability to produce content. Because bodybuilders are lazy in the fact that a lot of them are. They just want to train and be paid to train and paid to, paid to eat, sleep and train where the reality is, um, if you look at guys in the UK like Luke Sando, Hollingshead, uh, Jamie Derego, um, even even like well, all of them to be, even Cuba, um, AJ Morris, yeah. else, they're pushing out yeah. so much content. Um, By the way, content as well. So like they're getting sponsored and stuff and the only people, like, nobody in Ireland is really a paid athlete. I mean, like, nobody. Maybe. Yeah. I know I know. Kevin Byrne gets a little bit. And I know, like, Mokdar probably gets a little bit. But they're mainly self-employed. But, I mean, do you think it's just because, but like, look, people in Ireland, like, bodybuilding is 10 years behind. I would say in 10 years, we'll have that. 
but at the moment yeah. companies aren't looking at us as a viable no. you know, scene at all. Yeah. We're we're way behind. Um yeah. way, way behind. I mean we're ten years behind the UK. Um and you can only say it so much, man, you know what I mean? But people ain't gonna change. No. So it, it's just keep doing like whatever you want to do, just keep doing it. Keep doing your own thing and if people don't want to kind of change, man, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? You you can't change people, so just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I remember like the Nord I remember like the Northern Ireland bodybuilding scene is yeah. it's phenomenal because it, it, yeah. it was so tied into the UK. You had if you won the NAB in Northern Ireland, you 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 qualified for the, the Britons and everything. So it was like a whole um ski it was like the the quality you had there we had like we had pros up there and everything so yeah but ireland has the potential for it absolutely genetically the gene pool isn't small i mean we have the athletes but do you think guys are just focusing on the wrong like avenues maybe like um a lot of guys are burning out before they really reach their potential or like that's my main thing i just think people don't stick at it I'm not too sure to be honest, man. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not really sure why it's not grown, or you know, why there isn't a bigger influx in bodybuilders in comparison to like Northern Ireland and the UK. Um, maybe maybe it's just one of them times, like you know what I mean, where there's going to be a dip for a couple of years, and then maybe it's going to like grow again. But um. I really don't know. I don't think it will it will return to as big as it was a few years ago when, like you said, there was twenty three in your class and stuff. I don't. Th I think them days are gone oh, because yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think them days are, are well gone. Man, it, it has kind of faded oh. out a little bit. There was no classic. There was men's physique was two years old. Uh, there was no bikini was two years old, but there was no like women's physique or anything. There was figure and like so. You, you were forced. All the guys who wanted to do men's physique did bodybuilding because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, I think, I think it's growing. It's growing. The whole shows are growing. It's just... Yeah, which is good, yeah. I think there's so many like men's physique and classic and bikini and stuff who are putting themselves out there, content-wise and stuff. There's, there's, no, there's no actual bodybuilders putting themselves out there. Um, so how can people relate to them and kind of follow what they do and be fans if they they can't they can't follow follow them, you know what I mean? They're only able to follow like like the bikini and the men's physique and stuff. Yeah. So like there's there's no one over there's no bodybuilder over here who actually puts out consistent content of kind of what like kind of their life, you know what I mean? Yeah, see blessing the blessing yeah, does in the UK and it's com it's comedy. It's not really yeah. bodybuilding. Fire the stuff yeah. he does for Redcon 1, which I love Blessing, I do. But I think he's just, I think he's a genetic freak who's very coachable. So I think he's obviously somebody who listens to what he's told to do. But in terms of himself putting out valuable content, like for educational purposes, I don't think he needs to do it because he's 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 a fully paid bodybuilder too. Bodybuilder, he's not. Yeah. He's not a coach. So like he's not. He doesn't want to train people. He doesn't have clients. So 
I think he's doing what he's paid to do, which is yeah. like just be himself. But I agree 100% because Shane Cullen, like, he's been a pro two years. He doesn't have a YouTube. He has a YouTube with one video on it. And I'm like, dude, like, you have a phenomenal physique. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you have what it takes. You're a funny guy. Um, like, but I told him just get stoned and record some videos because, like, it's funny. Like, it'd be funny. But he doesn't. And, like, I'm like, you have guys like Ian McGarry who he did one yeah. episode of his podcast and stopped. It was a really I good think, episode, though. Like, he could I think, um, I think what, <laughs> I think kind of what comes into it as well is people say, like, if you say to someone, like, why don't you do this? They're like, I just couldn't really be, it's not really me. I'm not really into that. But yeah. I guarantee you, if they were in the UK, they would be into it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just they're not into it because nobody else is doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? And they, they, I don't think they want to be the first ones to do it. Maybe they're not into it. Maybe it's just not them. You know, so it's not for some people. But um, I think if I think if they were in in surrounded by it, like in the UK, I think it would be a lot different. Yeah. I mean, no, at least on my end. No, I 100% agree with you. I mean, I've contacted um, a good few people for this. And, like, I... I to be honest, the only barrier that's really been a barrier has been, um, it's their willingness, really. I mean, it's like, it's either busy schedules or, like, I mean, I was talking to one person and I remember he said it to me um, and he just said he just wasn't up to doing it. And he said, yeah. why? It's like, I totally get that. Like, yeah. I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to force you. But, like, I've also had people who've scheduled in and then they just forget about it on the day. I'm like, okay, that's grand because we're in the lockdown. Nothing, nothing's going on. Like, yeah, not yeah. Scheduled, but I'm only going to ask people twice and that'll be it. Um, like, I, yeah. think, uh, I think I've got, I'm very lucky. I've gotten, I've gotten a couple of subscribers every couple of weeks, like every week. And it's been a natural growth. So I think by the time, like this time next year, hopefully it'll it'll be like kind of because I was listening to Fuad Abiyad stuff. I said I love that. Yeah. Do it, man. And he's doing it the right way. He's the only pro who's yeah. interviewing other pros. Well, I mean, you have Dusty Hangshaw and Ron Partlow, but they're very good as well. Yeah, they're very good. I um I I used to listen to Ron for years and back back on his other podcast. Yeah, but um. That's kind of what I think has been lacking. Um, so I'm delighted to have you on. I'm I'm like, uh, like time is up. It's eight o'clock. So I'm like, you know, yeah. we filled up the time, and you know, yeah. people find you um for contact uh, for coaching. What what's um, my main platform is Instagram. I don't have Facebook or anything. So my Instagram is Mark underscore Hudson underscore. Um, so you find me there. Um, in regards to coach or anything, um, email me through markhudsontraining at gmail.com or else just DM me and we'll um we can go we can go through email that way. Um but yeah man, that's that's kind of how you contact me. That's the only kind of platform I use at the moment. Deadly man. But um Deadly man. No, I'll uh I'll, what I'll do anyway, um I'll have those in the description below. And um I'll have the audio up tonight, video up tomorrow. But, okay. uh, but anyway, best of luck with uh, your training, your future endeavors, of course. I'm sure we'll be in touch anyway. 
yeah. Well, this is done, man. Thanks for having me on. Good luck with the podcast, right? Good luck. Like next ones, man. I have um, I just and I'll end the podcast here, guys. And um, with again, Mark is available on those like for training inquiries. He's a very knowledgeable guy. Doesn't just train bodybuilders. He trains regular oh. people too. So yeah, don't be um misconstrued by you know a lot of bodybuilders do offer multiple services. It's not just the one yeah. thing. So uh, yeah, everyone. I hope you like it. I hope you enjoyed the video and the audio. Give it a share, subscribe, and that is all done.